1: which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and
2: 281 pound-feet of torque.
3: at t connects an ode to podcasts.
2: Yo, 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 yo
4: Charlamagnete the God Peace to the planet, it's
7: Friday
8: Yes,
4: it's Friday. Good morning. The weekend is here. oh man. Beautiful Friday, man. You know, uh, all week long we've had guest hosts. You know, we've had NeNe Leakes Monday and Tuesday. That's right. Uh, Ebony K. Williams Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. And today it's just us. It's just us. It's just us. Well, we got a bunch of guests. Romance in the morning. No, no, that's not true. Romance in the morning. If you want sausage with your breakfast, we got the sausage for you here right now because it's a sausage party. Well, we got
0: other sausages joining us this morning. Turkey sausage. And pork. <laughs> Yo, you stupid. I am pork, though. I got uh, D. DM- D.L. Hughley, he'll be joining
4: us this morning. More sausage, let's go! <laughs> D.L. Hughley. <laughs> Listen, somebody's listening right now like, I told you they on the D.L. No, man, D.L. Hughley's gonna be here. That's right. Also, uh, Jason
0: Wilson will be joining us. Man,
4: Jason Wilson, man. Uh, first of all, let's be clear. I love D.L. Hughley, and I love Jason Wilson. Those are the two black men that I truly love, value, and appreciate. Jason Williams is the author of uh, two books, Battle Cry and Cry Like a Man. Um, he's got a great film on ESPN right now, he's Produced by Lawrence Fishburne, called the Cave mm-hmm. of Almadula. I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong. I probably am, but the Cave of Almadula, sounds you know? about right. But he'll 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 get the pronunciation right when he comes here. And you you weren't here last time, Jason. no nah, I was here last time. no nah. his, his his clips of that interview that we did with him before go super viral yep. all the time. Remember when Kevin Gates was here and Kevin Gates was talking about? Yep, he read the book uh, Cry Like a Man. Yeah, I remember? Yeah, yeah, man. So Jason, well, I, I
0: seen his clips when it, I, I, I seen him. I guess he. Uh, I guess at his class he was teaching the kid about breaking the board and the kid couldn't break the board so he was
4: guiding him through it and I remember that going viral so yeah he'll be here with us this morning man so a lot of sausage this morning baby it's a sausage party
0: yes and also uh, director Mo McRae will be joining us he actually directed uh, the episode When I was in East New York So he's a director So we'll be talking to him As well My guy Mo More sausage More, more sausage.
4: sausage More sausage You get a sausage oh, You get a goodness. sausage You get a sausage
0: Oh my goodness Alright And also We got a shout out To Nyla Simone Nyla She's gonna be joining us She's sa- some fish <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know What Nyla identify as So don't say that You're right You know what <laughs> Let me not disrespect Nyla It might
4: be fish We don't know Let me not disrespect Nyla Alright uh, maybe not Nyla <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know you're right. Don't she calls up the Pretty Little Boy? Does she?
0: Yeah, the Pretty Little Boy, or pretty yes. tomboy.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, it's the Pretty Tomboy. <laughs> you, you my idiot. fault. My fault.
0: Well, we're gonna start a segment called Pass the Orcs, where we're gonna be passing her the auxiliary cord, and she's gonna be telling us, uh, putting us on the new music that's coming out. It could be artists that's out already, that's or right. some new artists. She's gonna be putting us on to some of the new music that's heading on. Uh, yeah, she's, that's coming she's, on she's
4: a young, fresh DJ. You know, you probably seen her on my late night talk show, Hell of a Week. You know, you you hear her on Power 105 One in New York. You know, she got. Playlist out there. And Correct. Stuff. I can't even call them mixtapes no more. They, they playlist. That's you what know? so she'll be up here telling us what's on her playlist this morning. Alright, well let's get the show cracking. Uh get it off your chest. 800
0: 585 1051 Call us up right now. You need to get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is your time to get it off your chest.
6: Keep calling. 800 585 1051 We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club.
5: Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name? Yo, bro? Yo, yo, this is your boy Cap. From Huntsville, Alabama Cap from Huntsville what, what up, brother? What's up, man? How y'all feeling this morning? Good, man I had a Black good time
0: I had a good, great time When I was out there For my car show What up, though? Yeah, man I know,
5: man they, You know they gonna Take the rocket down Down here But anyway I just called You know Wish y'all a good day, man I hope y'all Have a blessed
4: week And the Send me a hat in the book, man I'm gonna, send you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send you A Black Effect hat right now I'm gonna put you on hold Eddie, get his get his uh, email Hold on, alright I got all a, right? a bunch of them man. Yeah
9: Appreciate that, man Alright, brother
0: uh, Hello, who's this? Hope Bellamy. Hope Bellamy. What's up, Hope
5: Bellamy? Get it off your chest, brother. What's up? I'm calling from uh, Ocoee, Florida. Um, if you're familiar with Oko-I, um the Ocoee massacre, where they killed you know all these black people back in the day for voting. Mm. What well, a good thing about it that is that um, I'm an ex ex-felon. I got my rights restored to vote.
10: Mm-hmm.
5: And Congratulations. I also turned around, and now I'm running for office
9: oh, right. here in
5: Ocoee. All right. Uh, I'm going for Corey, um, and it's like hard to get our people out to vote. The Democrats outnumber the Republicans in the city, but we're not getting out and voting. Uh, I am cross board against, you know, I'm with everybody, every side, I'm um, people in general. But just getting the numbers out to vote here, it's been like you, you know a, a huge deficit. Even getting funny, like I'm like grassroots and everything, and I'm doing good. Um, I'm definitely the best candidate for it because I had both sides of the table. Um, I did 12 years in prison. Um, Now I'm on this side. we 15 years of community work from local level to national level. So my history, my background, it meshes with the population of COE now. We're not the COE of the old. We're moving forward, but it's hard getting our people to understand how important it is to get out and vote for me um,
0: to move forward. Okay. Well, how can people find out more? What you you're running on your Instagram, social media, website, whatever your campaign.
5: Baby. My, my website is right, my, my website is Hope H O P E. My last name is Bellamy B E L L A M Y. It's the word for F O R the letter D one at dot com. So it's Hope Bellamy 4 D one. Okay, brother. Good luck. Yeah. Tell them. Tell them you. And mean, the hope stand me. for. The hope stand for. Helping other people elevate. That's my drug, my high, my addiction.
4: I like that. All right, Good brother. Good campaign slogan.
5: Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? It's T.I. the
4: 803.
0: What's up for the 803? Metro,
4: what's happening?
0: Get it yeah. off your chest, bro. Hey, man. It's my first
4: time getting through this this and I'm still talking about the books y'all owe me for last year. God damn they it. They still ain't like sending you a book? Eddie! Man, yeah. Come on, what's Y'all just put me on hold. Maybe listen the a whole bunch of Well, what? listen, in our defense, we hold were on. moving last year. That's right. So, That's it was right. a lot going on. Yep. You know what I mean? So, I'm going to get that to you. And I'm going to get you a Black Effect hat, too, brother. Hold on. Get it off your chest.
0: 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
6: The Breakfast Club. <laughs> no get <getting> it off. <laughs>
4: This is your time to get it off
6: your chest. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
0: Hello, who's this? This
10: is Jasmine. Jasmine, all right, get it off your chest. (laughs) Hi, Jasmine. I'm sorry. I was trying to get out of the van with my kids. I drive kids to school. Okay. But I was just trying to get off my chest that I feel like the world should make it a little bit easier for people with felon needs to get jobs. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. You know, are you trying to get a job? Is it difficult for you or family member? Or for no, me? not
10: for me, but but for my partner, it's just hard. Mm-hmm. He did some things back in the day, long, long time ago, and he's still paying for it, and it's just like, yeah, it's not okay. What kind
4: of job are you trying to get? And tell him don't lie on his application either. That don't help. We'll be, no, not at all. What kind of job are you trying to get? You no, know, he
10: doesn't. He doesn't lie, and at this point, any kind, you know, just a job that's gonna pay and help him be able to provide for the family. What state are you in? jasmine columbus ohio
11: ohio yeah that's one of those ones you gotta lobby your state legislator dear uh to remove the check the box that's uh that's something a lot of states are doing to try to help eradicate that
10: it's just so sad because he's so driven and he wants to do it and then they just keep shooting him down shooting him down they'll give him a position and then take it away horrible
11: Another option, Jasmine, is uh, go around the system and maybe think about entrepreneurship. Think about starting your own. Think about putting yourself yep. in a position where you don't need somebody to sign off and validate you for hiring.
10: What did
0: he get arrested for,
11: if you don't mind me asking?
10: Um, it was um, a, a robbery situation when he was like 18, mm-hmm. like 13 years ago. He did all his time. Everything is done. He's a whole new person. But it's like they don't want to give him a chance in the world today.
4: I think right. I, I love what Ebony said. I didn't even know that they were doing that. I do not know
10: people were
0: removing yeah, the box. box. Yeah. 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 But I mean, do they Some do that in all positions? Like, if you, if he's trying to work at certain things, don't they have to go through your background history to see what <laughs> Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know? Like, if he wanted to work for a bank, you know what I mean? Correct. It was robbery, I'm sure they would have to go in the background. I'm mm-hmm. sure. If you want
11: to work for it. a bank, you got to even have a 700 credit score. They'd be tripping. Really? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because mm. you'll become a fiduciary. You know, so they want to make sure that you're in good financial standing. Mm-hmm. So that's hard, but yeah, cer- certain states are removing that box for that reason. Mm. So, and what's the
0: process of actually wiping uh, your record? You are talking about mm. an expung So that's expunge, an expungement. Yes. And can you expunge felony uh, charges? No.
4: Yeah. I'm in the process of doing that now. I saw Meek Mill get his expunged. I'm like, yo, yeah, South mm-hmm. Carolina, what's happening? I am an outstanding citizen. What's
11: mm-hmm. going on? I'm not, but it's not easy. No, it's not. It's not easy. It's possible. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. And then I mean, when you do it,
0: does that mean it's totally expunged? Like they can't see it regardless or can they there's still levels. look at, there's there's
11: levels. There's levels. So like for instance, I have an expungement. Remember I told y'all about my deferred prosecution situation for yes. so I picked up them Stuart Weitzman when I was yeah. 17 in college? Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so that was expunged.
4: Ebony was boosting, y'all. She's
11: yeah. boosting. I'm a th- Ebony's a thug, y'all. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but when it came time for me to take the bar exam, There was visibility. Got you. Yeah. Of course. And it didn't stop me from being a lawyer. Mm -hmm. There's lawyers with DUIs, all kinds of stuff. But they're going to permeate that, quote, expungement.
0: All right. Yeah. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teladano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league.
6: The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
5: Morning, everybody.
0: It's DJ NV Charlemagne, the guy we are the
4: Breakfast Club. Yes, indeed. We got a special
0: guest in the building. The brother Mo McRae. Morning. Morning, morning. What's up, y'all? How, y'all doing? How are you, my brother? Good, now, if you don't man. know who Mo is, you probably know the face. He was in NYPD Blue, Boston Public, uh, The District, Cold Case, The Guardian, The Shield, The Division, CSI, ER, uh, Detroit, uh, The Defenders, uh, Sons of Anarchy, uh, Battle Creek, Murder in the First, Empire, Pitch, Tales, uh, Rebel, The Flight Attendant. He's an
4: actor with a long resume. i yeah. <laughs> <what you're> saying, <laughs> resume, Okay, he played, played in a lot of cop
13: shows too. A lot of cop shows. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say
4: something about that. What's that? Do you, you, you want? to be a cop growing up or?
13: Nah, you know, honestly, in the beginning of the cop shows, when I started acting, that was pretty much the only opportunity for young black actors. You don't yeah, be yeah. on a cop show getting interrogated, did you do it or not? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of started off doing a lot of those, and then later ended up getting to play a cop and be a lawyer and all those things. But that's what opportunities were in the beginning. You
4: know what's so funny? I saw when they were announcing the NAACP Image Awards, I saw uh, the head of the NAACP, he was on with mephiman, Man. He was on CBS This Morning with Gayle King. And he said something that people got a little upset about, but I understood what he was saying. He was like, Meffin Man got nominated for playing an attorney, not a criminal. So mm. do you feel like they cast black people in those roles, especially black men, on purpose?
13: Uh, in the criminal roles? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, a, oh, you didn't hear me with the tough questions fresh out the gate. I mean, honestly, I think a lot of it was on purpose because it was telling stories that are taking place in certain environments, mm-hmm. and those are the people that inhabit those environments. And I also feel like it was important like when Method is playing those type of roles are we just seeing us depicted in other lights and other things. I remember my grandmother it got to a point where I was doing all that stuff those type of roles she said baby you smart you so intelligent you funny you all these things let's see some of that too wow and when she said that to me it really made me pump the brakes on it it was something I saw Chadwick had picked up on really early Mm -hmm. he's spoken a lot about that where he had to have a little bit more integrity in his work and be an un- understanding of what these depictions mm-hmm. and what this reput- representation actually is, so with those bills though, yeah, Man, I was gonna say how difficult are... is that because <laughs> you got bills and those it seemed like those are far and few. Yeah, the bills, it's, it's, it's a real thing. And I think that's a struggle of every artist. It's like, how do you maintain that dream but still maintain a roof over your head? Mm. And I think that's something all the greats had to navigate and figure out, whether it's music, it's playing ball, whatever it is. You got that big picture dream. What do you do in the interim to keep yourself afloat? And So something I end up doing, a lot of people didn't know, It's like I started working with somebody doing landscaping and just... Figuring out other things. So you I cut grass do. and acted. I did whatever I had to do. And I also started to hone my craft mm-hmm. because that was the biggest issue when they were saying, "Oh, you can't play a lawyer. I was like, well, why can't I? It was like your diction. So I did speech and diction mm-hmm. training. I did all those things to eliminate the no. So I'm on to show like the flight attendant with Kaylee Cuoco. I'm a CIA agent on that show. And that's because I put that time into the craft to be able to convincingly convey those other careers and archetypes. Now, when did you know you wanted to be an actor? Like, when was that? Man, You're
0: I'm from wanna... California. We can hear it all, all, all in your voice. You hear the Cali? Yeah, he you hear the Cali?
13: You know, it, it's it's funny. Every time I've thought about like when I want to become an actor, I feel like it just keeps going further and further further back in my life. But the first time I really made that decision, I got on stage in high school just doing a play, had a, a drama teacher and just taking the class, I didn't want to be an actor, just end up in the class. And he was like, you got something special. You should get on stage. And at the time, I'm like everybody. I want to play ball. I want to be mm-hmm. rap. I wanna do all these other things. He's like, I'll give you an A in the class if you do one little play. And I got on stage, and that was it. It was something about that connection with the audience and looking people in the eye and being expressive in that manner. I was like, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I was 16 years old when I found it. I just had no idea how hard it was going to be. I thought it was going to work, but it was crazy difficult.
0: Now, do you see those programs a lot? Because you're from South Central? Yeah, South Central LA. Do
13: you see those programs a lot in, in, in the hood, in, in
0: those areas? Because I just remember growing up in, in Queens, I don't remember seeing those type of arts. And I don't know if Charlemagne, you've seen them in, in South Carolina. Of course, we had the basketball, the baseball, mm-hmm. the football. I don't really see in that many
4: No, we had theater. I did, theater I did play. plays when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, stuff like Rock Soup you know what I mean like they have plays yeah it's
13: plays and I, but I think those like specific programs that's a good question Evie when you think about like outside of the school like I didn't find any exposure to other arts when I was coming up like my mom did a good job of making sure my brother and my sister like, we would go to the museum sometimes but in terms of like programs that I think that were really going to add intrinsic value to us mm-hmm. outside of like the norm that didn't exist when I was coming up that's why I'm so happy I've been looking into like what LeBron is doing with his school, mm-hmm. this is a really powerful thing because he's trying to give these uh, at-risk and these challenged youth opportunities to be exposed to more dynamic things that can really lead to fundamental growth.
4: Because I didn't have that really when I was growing up. Now you said your grandmother uh, encouraged you to, you know, do better roles, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you're writing uh, and directing a lot of nothing. Yes. So is yes. this one of them ones when you were writing this, did you have grandma in mind? I had
13: everybody in mind, mm-hmm. man. When I wrote this feast, this uh, A Lot of Nothing, this film, it, it's, it's super autobiographical in a lot of ways. I just pulled from my life, like, and, and researching and thinking about all the greats in art, no matter what the discipline is, the greatest thing you could do is pull from what you know so it's inspired by me my first love my close friends my brother and all the things that are happening in the world all these injustices and these travesties and Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay how can i make a story with the things that i know and that we all experiencing that could still be funny and dangerous and thrilling and that's what the movie is i was thinking about everybody when i wrote the film what Mm -hmm. made you get behind the camera for for uh, for people that don't know
0: uh, I was in East New York, and you actually let's directed go envy.
13: Let's go. People know you on East New. He trying to be well, uh, humble. They might
4: not recognize him. He got a nose job since. I
13: did job. not oh, got him. Being on CBS <laughs> made him get
0: a nose job. No, it's true. That's not true. it. But you actually directed that episode. And mm-hmm. for people that don't know, it wasn't like uh, at first they you know they called and said if I want this, I would have to try out for the part. Mm-hmm. And I had to I had to do it in front of you and and the executives. Yes. So what made you first want to get behind the camera? And then I want you to tell people about. How good uh, you were! My audition, yeah.
13: (laughs) Well, first of all, shout out to my man Harry O. Harry, who connected us, man. Like, which is an important thing in this whole process too—is relationships and cultivating good relationships out of reciprocity, value, or looking out for people that look out for you. But I wanted to get behind the camera because I'm an artist. You know, I'm not just an actor, I do photography, I write, I I want to learn to draw one day, I tell stories, and so I realized I just focused on my acting, I was kind of putting myself in a box. It's not anybody else was putting me in a box, I was putting myself in a box. Mm-hmm. I was limiting the scope of what I could do and how I could tell stories, So, and I was fascinated with it all, so I started studying, shadowing all the great directors I was able to work with, going to YouTube University, spending <laughs> tons of my own money as an actor that I was making to buy cameras and to make short films because I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to give people the thing that like Spike Lee, John Singleton, the Coen Brothers, uh, Steven Spielberg, the thing that those directors gave to me, those experiences, I wanted to give to other people. So I made my first film, started making all those shorts and doing East New York right now. But how did you
0: get East New York? Because I mean, and did anybody know East New York was going to be so big? Because I mean, it's a show that people genuinely
13: love. Man, the, uh, the show, I don't think you ever really know how big something is going to be. I end up getting East New York because, oddly enough, this is how investing in yourself pays off. A lot of Nothing, this feature film that I have coming out, it started as a short film. And I I spent like 40 Gs on this short film at a time when I didn't really have the bread. But I was like, people are like, why are you spending so much money? Because mm-hmm. I need to show my vision. Because mm-hmm. everybody always saying they want to do stuff. It's like, Mo, stick to what you do. And like I want to direct. They like stick to what you do. So when I showed them the vision. they were like, "Oh, this is special. So the executive producer on East New York, Mike Robin, he saw my short film mm. like five years ago, something like that. He saw that short film, and so he had me direct a television show for him a couple years ago. and I crushed it, show called All Rise. And then when East New York came around, as soon as it got green lit, he was like, "Mo, I need you to come and do this show." And so, from him seeing my short film, and then what I did on his other show, is what led him to calling me and giving me the opportunity to not only direct, but produce East New York.
0: All right, we have more with Mo McRae when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club everybody It's DJ Envy Charlemagne the guy We are the Breakfast Club We're still kicking it With Mo McRae He's the director of CBS's uh, East New York He did I think A bunch of episode uh, one of them I'm actually in and he's uh, in a host of series. Now for, for <laughs> when they called for East New York, they said that at first you were looking for somebody else to play uh the role, DJ Authentic. Yes. And uh and then I guess you, you decided to give me a shot. So what what was that process? I never I never knew. They just you told want me to, to tell, you me.
13: tell you why I wanted to give you a shot. But the
0: yeah. role
4: said Dominican forty five. You know you
13: know what it was, like a big thing about me in art is authenticity, mm-hmm. right? And so you have this show that's set in New York, and it's tapping into the culture, like the zeitgeist of people that want to see what's happening in New York right now. So we're talking to my guy Harry O. It was just like, who are those people? that represent that, that are hey, who's real. Who's the DJ
4: that could be a snitch? shut up. <laughs> <out, man. laughs> who's the DJ in New York that potentially yeah. could be a
13: snitch? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, who could bring that? Who could bring that energy? Who's that person that people gonna see and be like, that's dope? But also, it has to be somebody that's gonna take it serious, which is why we had to do the read. And I'm gonna give you some, I'm gonna give you talk about some real stuff right here where a lot of people, Get opportunities to do things But they bring too much ego to the party they pretense, they come with all that So they're not willing to respect this so Those people, you big in this world over here You get an invitation to come over here and do something else And you show up like, nah, I'm not gonna
2: do this I'm,
13: I'm me And what was amazing about, about Envy, about you, bro Is you came in with so much humility and reverence For what's happening in the film and TV world And was like, okay, whatever the process is I respect it, and you did the work you had your lines memorized you had a point of view you had a perspective and as soon as I saw that I'm like oh you're my guy mm-hmm. so
4: next year next year he got a nose job now man. Man, call you no but
0: that, but that was the most <laughs> difficult part was the humility Mm. Right Because I've been doing this For a long time I've been DJing for a long time I've been
4: snitching for a long time I know <laughs> how to snitch in New York so
0: when somebody, I know how to snitch <laughs> So when, when somebody tell When you do something And somebody tells you That's not right It
4: makes you feel a way Because Really? Yeah, absolutely I wouldn't feel that way It if made I, me feel a little cause, cause, I say you wouldn't feel that way like I, I know notes. I'm not an actor So I would want that game, I would. Want but that's what I wanted. to tell me when I'm not. Doing but that's something what
0: right. I, I overdid it. I'm like, guide me. Tell me which way I should do it. How yeah. do you feel about this? How you feel about that? That's why you know with the episode, I'm like, you know, I was asking, and I'm I'm reading your lines while you're saying your lines, so I yeah. know when to come in my lines, and I'm asking, do I say it like this? Am I supposed to be smooth? Am I supposed to be scared? You know what I mean? So you want to go through it, and then I had to do it. I had to audition in front of him. I had to audition in front of the executives, and it's like you don't know how it is. So I I, I always like appreciate that. the, the opportunity.
4: That's, that's part of scratching yourself, right? Like when you yes. talk about that, that ladder. That Denzel was talking about, like some people get to a certain you know level on the ladder and they think there's nowhere else to go, and it's exactly. like because you ain't looking up. <laughs> exactly, I mean? they get they get fat on that position, Word. so they can't go
13: up. And when you get that much weight on you, high, what happens? Gravity kicks That's in, right. and you are gonna come down. That's so right. I think you gotta constantly be challenging yourself because oftentimes I was talking to somebody about this recently. Like people talk about the culture, the culture mm-hmm. just do this for the culture, and I, I find myself right now wondering: Are we really challenging? the culture are we stretching the culture are we are we like even something like the whole snitching thing right like why is snitching
4: so bad why are we still treating snitching like it's a bad thing that's something to the question i will oh, uh, i don't because i'm not in the street i could care less who's an informant or not you know what i mean but right. i also look at it as there is crime prevention i think the 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 the, mm-hmm. the code is if you're in the street and you're doing dirt and you know you're doing dirt with somebody, and y'all did it together, and then you snitch to save yourself, and that person goes down. I can understand that if you live that life, but for people who are just want to keep the community safe, yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't have absolutely. a problem with that. Yeah, call the police. <laughs> call the police <laughs> if you don't,
13: I will. Yeah, exactly. Do what you need to do, and then also challenge the systems that create such like lack and desperation where people are committing right. crimes to eat. Like, let's That's look right. at that. Don't talk to me about stop snitching. Let's stop the systems that create all this lack. You know, it was a real snitch to
4: me. A real snitch to me is the person who told on Nat Turner. Yes. A real mm-hmm. snitch to me is the person, the others, the other enslaved person who told on Denmark Vesey and the slave revolt he was trying to put together. Yes. Like that's a snitch. Those that's are the ones it. that we should. Punished my death yeah, cause you set us back
13: you that's told right. on the person that was trying to lift us up that's why right. would you do that
4: that's right why Why would you do
13: that
0: that's right but I also say I, I don't have a problem being a snitch like if you need me to come back and, and <laughs> snitch on some more people I know that. we know oh, that's okay. why you got the role I'm just saying Crush it I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> I snitch point, game point, on it. 10 it was been right there it <laughs> right there so what's next for you because you, uh, you're doing more episodes of East New York yes and of course you got a lot of nothing so explain how many more episodes y- y'all start shooting yet or I just
13: finished directing episode fourteen. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm doing that right now on the show and I'm just talking about the film because I think this movie, a lot of nothing, it's like it's not like anything that's ever really been made.
4: And what would you call it? Is it a horror? Is it it's thriller? Like a, is
13: it... It's a satirical thriller. Mm. And it is the combination because it's equal parts, funny and serious. It's it's uh it's scary and it's but it's dynamic, it's interesting. It's one of those films you can't see it without talking about it afterwards because the subject matter is real heavy you got a a married couple who's watching the news one night and sees an unarmed motorist is killed by a police officer and at the end of that news segment they reveal the identity of the officer and it's their next door neighbor mm-hmm. so then they pose with that question because i always thought about it like we get all so upset when something goes wrong first thing we do is go to social media well, what happens if the problem's right next door mm-hmm. what would you do then that's right then I mean, how do you handle that problem on top of all the problems you already got in your own relationship? Right. And that's what the film is. It's like all those things coming together in a real crazy way. Right, And you got
4: nominated uh, for NAACP Image Award. I did get by nominated. By standing breakthrough I, creative. I, mm-hmm. I, I did. How did that feel? Because that's directing, so that's different.
13: Yeah, I mean... I get emotional just thinking about the journey, right? Because this whole thing about breakthrough, that specific word, that category, my whole philosophy on life has been about not being in a box. Because I realized nobody could put me in a box. I put myself in a box. And as soon as I adopted adapted that mentality and started living outside of that, these kind of things start to happen. So it's just been affirmation. It's, it's humbling. You know what I mean? It's an honor to be acknowledged for a breakthrough creative emotion picture. Mm-hmm. It's something that was so challenging to do. Like Making a movie is hard, especially if you care about the details. And so to get that acknowledgement, I'm thankful for the cast and everybody involved to make that happen. Just been beautiful.
4: I like what you said just now because I, I I think about that right. Like I think sometimes um we listen to the world instead of listening to God. Oh and so, yeah. And so a lot yeah. of times we do things because we that's what everybody is telling us we should do. Yeah. But what is God telling you to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody else might be like, ah, oh, no, stay in your box, stay in your lane. No, don't do anything else. But God is like, no, go direct. And that thing like and God speaks to me a lot through my wife. You got a black wife? Yeah. Just got to make sure, brother.
10: Why
13: are like, you acting like it. that? What happened if you
4: said no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. do you
13: say I after that? I just got to make said no. sure. If he
0: said no, what do you say after
4: that? Thanks for seeing you, Mo. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank you. for Oh, man. A lot of out now. Thank
13: That's a whole crazy thing. Well, But yeah, my wife is black. She's beautiful. She's a movie star. She's in my movie. Yeah. Like, Scott Davis, shout out to my wife. Uh, yeah, the Yeah, I had to do that. <laughs> no,
4: <I'm joking. laughs> you got to pay as union minimum
13: just pay love you know, we got a little <laughs> we got <a> little arrangement <laughs> got a little I'm, range, gonna, I'm almost sad to find out nothing like that here, yeah, yeah take care of you, baby. don't worry I got it I got it
0: really? well we appreciate you for joining us and where can they check out a lot of nothing
13: are we in theaters? Ooh. So we New York, LA, all the big cities. We're going to be everywhere. showing up. But yeah, in theaters. It's going to be on demand as well. So if you don't want to go see it in the theater, which I advise you to do because it's a movie you want to see on a big screen. Just the filmmaking is incredible. It turns like everybody that came together. Like I got geniuses that came and donated and gave love to help make this movie so it's theaters on demand and East New York is on CBS mm-hmm. uh, 930 and all that let us Sunday. Know how to, uh,
4: Sunday night let us know how to buy a uh, get a theater for a lot of nothing let us know and we'll get a theater uh, I'm uh, a screening yep yo oh, definitely for sure
0: that, I mean, that mean a lot 100%.
13: maybe Sunday night okay yeah, yeah, Sunday it, night opening no, weekend yeah, absolutely back. let's do it uh, I appreciate that no done let's
0: do it alright well it's Mo McRae Mo, look she yeah. did it
13: i'm acting i'm acting (laughs) if you
0: need
4: (laughs) me she did What's up? oh man
13: (laughs) and before i get out of here let me let y'all know what y'all are doing is so important and meaningful man and i know it's a lot of laughs and jokes but what y'all create and what you guys provide here is so important because so many people would not be acknowledged and recognized if not for y'all doing what you do in the way that you do it so it's an honor for me to be here and it's all love I appreciate it thank, thank you brother thank you brother well it's the Breakfast Club yes it's Mo let's go the Breakfast
6: Club your mornings will never be the same
0: looking to turn a small bet into a big payday with DraftKings Sportsbook same game parlays you can pocket more cash when you can buy multiple bets from one game download the app sign up with code ENVY that's E-N-V-Y and get a special offer Restrictions apply See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details Morning everybody It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy We are the Breakfast Club Shout out to everybody out in Dallas I actually got to head to Dallas uh, Later on today They said the weather's disgusting in Dallas I think they got like Three, four inches of snow Yo, And they pretty much shut the
4: city down Let me tell you something About three, four inches of, the Dala- of snow in the D <laughs> Listen, listen Let me tell you something what? When three, four inches of snow hit the D hmm? Shut down you know what I mean? But it's like that in the South Because the South isn't equipped Yeah, they said there's snow. no plows There's that's no salt, right. There's nothing that's really bad you out there You know the reverse of that up here? Hurricanes Because Hurricane Sandy It was like a little punk To us It Carolina, like a little punk ass Tropical storm Correct Shut the city down Of New York So it did. snow to the South Is what hurricanes are to up North I got you Three to four inches man It may not seem like much To you To anybody <laughs> To you Well let's let them know You up North You Y'all used to getting more inches right? at least seven at least seven god damn i talking <laughs> about envy that's why you are who you are Yo, shut Now up, tell man. them how to make it in this business
0: <laughs> D.L. Hughley will be joining us next man we're going to speak with D.L. Hughley <laughs> so don't move I hate this guy man it's Friday freaky 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 hell oh, man it's the Breakfast Club good morning the Breakfast Club everybody, is DJ N V, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. The brother D.L. Hughley, welcome. What's up? I like your furniture. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> you tell when somebody get it, oh man, they, they made the company all the good stuff come out. <laughs> 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 it is,
4: it is. Well, y'all,
6: we're going to have to call y'all The Brunch Club.
4: I was wondering about that. I, before you walked in, I said, man, I know D.L. time. Man. That Daily Show
6: takes something out of you. Man. I'm not used to being that disciplined, having to read stuff
4: and practice. I'm like, Is oh it wow. read and practice?
6: No, you had to get a South African to do that before. I'm like, I don't know.
4: Are you writing your own stuff, or you? Yeah, have to write a- well, a lot of it, a okay. lot of
6: it. I mean, like this the stuff, uh, some of the stuff that I, you know, because I I wanted to do today's show because there was so much happening from a communal standpoint, mm-hmm. from a culture standpoint, and I never felt like anybody who had actually seen some of the things that were happening. Was kind of guide us through the experience, and then of course the man that I I, I I do the show. Then we have Tyreek, Tyre, yeah, of course. So tough
4: week, tough week to start with that. It one, was, man,
6: mm-hmm. it was, but it's so familiar. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so like I've been. I, I, I'll be fifty nine next month, and I've been watching Black people die since I was two. Mm-hmm. In Dang. the same way, and it's always the craziest thing. And this is the first time I've ever seen a, somebody from the Oval Office go to the funeral of somebody slain by the police.
4: I don't respect it. And I, I'm going I'm, to tell you Why I don't respect it There's no way I could be anybody From the White House Whether you Vice President Kamala Harris Or President Biden And sit up in them people's face And no I'm not doing Everything I can yeah, To make things yeah. like The George Floyd policing yeah. Pass Like what do you tell the family When the family says What are y'all going to do You, you just yeah. said it They've been killing us forever yep. <laughs> Like what do you what Well do you that, that means in
6: America Here's the thing America doesn't think There's anything wrong mm. They just don't. They don't think there's anything wrong. Every time something happens, the first thing people do is rush to tell me how not all policemen are like that. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Invariably, somebody's going to have that conversation. Oh, not all policemen are like that. We're not even talking about you. We're talking about the ones who is like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one ever says all black men are like that. Yeah, that's true. So they they have no problem paying us with one broad brush, but they always want. They get to be individuals. We have to be a group.
0: That's right. So how do you handle it on a daily show, right? You're hosting all week. It's it's so... (laughs) So much to talk about, but do you right. make it lighthearted a little bit? Okay. Do you make it serious about it? like I, what are you doing? I, at? I think I, that humor definitely. only
6: works when it sticks to it. I don't think that that I did find it ironic that they arrested him so fast, and I wonder why that was. I saw, <laughs> so that. That, I saw that. I
0: and with the white cop, would he have got arrested if people weren't complaining about it? Well, I probably make not a stink, you know.
6: But you know, all of this stuff is just happenstance. Now I don't know. I can't prove a negative. I can't prove that this would have happened opposite. I know that all of them were black. Uh, I know that they acted in a way that was uh, that was uh, not consistent with the way I've seen them act. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it ain't gonna matter until these things happen, and we see a lot of policemen walking out in handcuffs when they do stuff like
0: this. But well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You know, we always talk about we want people in the community that look like us, right? We want people in yeah. the force that look like right. us. We want people as lawyers and and, and judges and, right. that look like us. Right. These brothers look like us, right? They had they were Omega Psi Phi, right, from the community like us. So, like, um,
6: well, I'm an Omega, and I'm gonna tell you this. Those three men were Omegas, but the men who are trying, the, the man who's trying to get family justice is an Omega, too. So it's, it's, it's a really reflective. Clarence Thomas looked like us. Mm-hmm. But I think that the predicate is, you can, we can have disagreements, but one of the things I, I that, that, I find, I take umbrage with is that you can have a political difference, ag- disagreement or philosophical, but on the other side, the predicate is they hate us. Mm-hmm. They gotta say, I, they mm-hmm. can't just, Disagree with mm-hmm. you gotta tell you mm-hmm. how you're wrong and how you're bad like Jason Willock, some of the stuff he says that's self hate how do you how do you shape your mouth to say something with a black woman like he they always find a way to make us more insidious and I think we can have disagreements mm-hmm. right but why What? why is he predicate hate Then mm-hmm. you got to despise us mm-hmm. in order for them to accept you
4: mm-hmm. you know that's why if people say uh, it's not about race in this situation it's about the system no it's about race yeah because this country does not value black bodies. Right. Regardless, At regardless. At all. And they've done such a good job of not valuing black bodies that some of us don't value ourselves of either. Of course not. So that's why those five cops can do that to a brother like that. I, they would not do that to a white man. Of, I, well, until we see it, I've <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> I ain't never seen I've it. I've never seen it. What hurt? The,
6: the, the thing about it, this, this you can. You can we have so little respect. I'm not in that group. I respect black people live, and I hope that you know everybody in this room does. But there Absolutely. are people when you those men weren't p- purple and gold for Omega. They weren't black for they before they were anything. They were black. They were blue that day, mm-hmm. and and they did with their cameras on, and they didn't try to get that man aid. And those men were 300 pounds, and if that's elite, who the f- was not? <laughs> like mm-hmm. If that's the elite, and they were young yeah. men, how did you get to be on the force that that's little time and get that kind of assignment? Unless your assignment is to be brutal to black people. I almost feel like they did it before
0: because, it's, you know, it's... Oh, so no, everything you say Like, even if I'm going to beat up I'm, I'm going to leave my camera on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. don't care or I never got in trouble for it before. Why would you? This this
6: the Scorpion unit. This is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. We wreck and shop. You can't even blame and it. And you're right, Charlamagne. It is about the system that has created this thing. Like, and every time I turn around, somebody's telling us how hard the police got it. Like Barack Obama went to the funeral of five slain police officers. It is politically dangerous to go to a funeral of a dead black. I I watched Kamala Harris. I was I watched. It was I think it was a George Floyd thing. I watched her go to a gay pride parade and a float went by. But she wouldn't go to. Like I'm serious. Like, like, he was a dude with a rainbow thong on a d- float going by. But going to a black funeral was too. Like that's. Yeah, that's right. So I think that there is a way that we are seeing, even in death, we look politically dangerous to people. Like, it, how is it dangerous? If this is wrong, and we then, all
0: say it's wrong, right?
6: Then we all say, but I'm gonna send you flowers. Or I'll put you in the booth when I'm giving a State of the Union address. But I'm not gonna come to the funeral and cry with you. All these things is divine providence and all these things. So I'm hoping that this is indicative of what is to come. You, you, you know, the, the one thing that hurts my feelings is every time I turn around when a young black man or young black woman is killed, the mothers and parents and families rush to humanize them. They got to show him skateboarding. That's right. They got to... And they they always... Uh, no, no, he's not like you think. He's not yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always this... He don't got this, no tattoos on his that, face. He ain't never killed man, nobody. Yeah, he ain't, they yeah, always yeah.
0: have to rush yeah. to humanize it, But they, they have to because I feel like... The police department does it the, way, the does it the other way the press does it the other way. You know, it he got arrested is. when he was five Absolutely. for right. doing this. Like that's, that's what they do. Have
6: you ever noticed? No, this is just, just statistically true for a profession. Police officers have a higher rate of drug abuse, domestic violence, alcohol abuse. But I get tested when I do something wrong. That way. <laughs> the who shot, I know his drug. Like yeah. that's because we don't want to know things they get after. They, there's an instance many times because of you and they get 30, you know, they get two weeks to three weeks to, to four weeks off before they have to answer questions, If I got, if my wife busted me with another broad and you gave me four weeks to come up with something, I'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hold <yeah>, yeah. <laughs> right, right. on right. a minute. So they, they set it up so that these things can continue to happen. When I see Tim Scott, as in, when we can't even say mm-hmm. that it's wrong to choke and <laughs> to death, what's the conversation about? <laughs> like the choco, yeah, we can't even yeah, yeah. ban the choco. Yeah, yeah. Right. Of course, if you're fighting for your life, that it all bets us off, I don't I'm care. am gonna bite you, I'm gonna choke you, choking. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But as a matter of policy, we, should, we can't say that choking people, that putting your arm and cutting off their uh, air supply is is something we shouldn't do.
4: I, I agree with you, man. That, listen, man, I think one of the the, the, the the most interesting things that has ever happened in this country is the fact that psychologically they have convinced people that black folks are the problem, that Absolutely. black folks are dangerous. Out of all mm-hmm. the heinous stuff you've seen white people do throughout the world mm-hmm. historically, mm-hmm. they scared us. Yeah. How? how? And when it comes to the police, y'all got the gun, y'all got the batons, y'all got the pepper spray, y'all got everything. Why are y'all afraid? But you're supposed
6: to teach my children. I'm te- supposed to teach my children how to treat you as a opposed... Yes. And you're the pro. <laughs> but we live in a country right now where you're pr- pretty much unanimously they voted for Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. But they won- they're against teaching slavery. Mm-hmm. Right. The- which is crazy because Juneteenth... Uh, I don't want my children to learn about slavery in school, which is stupid because school is out the first week of June. Juneteenth is the 19th of June, so if your children learn about slavery, they're in summer school and they ain't going to make it no damn way. Like, Juneteenth, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you if you got to go to school in the summer, you're a dumbass dude. So what, what? <laughs> and, and Juneteenth is a federal holiday. That means more white people are on Juneteenth than us. Yeah. I think on Juneteenth, white people should have to work that day for free. All day, it's <laughs> <there> for free. <laughs> Where are my kids? I'm selling them because that's
0: what it's slavery day. That's what you do. <laughs> All right, we got more with DL Hughley when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, Good morning my everybody. Mom. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. The brother DL Hughley, welcome. What's up? <laughs> now, now I did. I ran. I ran into you at the White House. Uh, yeah. What what are your thoughts on Joe Biden and the job he's doing right listen, now? Listen, listen. I've never seen any
6: anybody, and and I had this conversation with Charlemagne with a with a limited number of seats in in the House and the Senate at that time pass such legislation. I've never seen it happen. Mm-hmm. And you could talk about whether you like him or don't like him, but Barack Obama had a uh, super majority and couldn't get a lot of this stuff done. So I think he had the
4: political courage to do it. Though.
6: That's what I'm saying. I defy you at a time in history, and even people on the right will say this, that somebody took that menial amount of numbers and and, and had such significant legislation. Mm-hmm. It's never happened. Mm-hmm. So I think those years and years and years of being a senator taught him that. But I think the thing that that people have to understand is that we're in a fight to convince people that we are human. Mm-hmm. Human. How is it that you don't want me to learn like in, enslaved people at one point couldn't learn? It was illegal for them to learn. Now, in many places, it's illegal to learn about enslaved people. The only reason you don't want history taught is because you plan on repeating it. This mm. this is this is, And so this is a fight for us to exist. Mm-hmm. And I think that people who are in the middle, you know, p- politics is tools, a-, a gun is a tool. Mm-hmm. It depends on who's hands it in and what they're using it for. And so I just think... It's a very serious thing, and I think that for me, comedically, is the like when I when I, I told you, when white people were mad, the Little Mermaid was like black. I'm like all right. them slaves you throw overboard. It's got to be somebody black down
2: That's there. Right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's what
6: do right. you think that crab get his hair braided at? I'm,
4: like, <laughs> I'm sure it's a Nigerian That's lady right. with a
6: booth down there, right? <laughs> <laughs> black castor
4: oil. <laughs> I often wonder, you know, when it comes to all of that stuff, do they care, do they care about us learning about our history, or do they care more about their kids learning about what? you know
0: ancestors did. the maybe
6: maybe yeah. i think i think it, it, it's, i can't tell but like when i see the things that happen that's why i'm so glad the co- cowboys lost i am because Man, when Jerry, you and me bro. i am i am not because i always hated them anyway but <laughs> i did <laughs> i did but when we are going back in history and men are cosby went to jail and i think he did it and i'm not going to even equivocate but we went back 50 60 years in his history but Jerry Jones, we can't go back 50, 60 years in his history.
5: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
6: He's held liable for the things he did back then. And so we have to have a consistent way of doing things. If, uh, you know, Ray, Ray Rice, he physically assaulted his wife. Mm-hmm. But Dana, Dana White beat his wife and he get a commercial called, I mean, he get a show called Sl- Slap, Power Slap. So maybe that wasn't even an ass whooping. Maybe that was just a promo. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you can't tell me that we, we look th- these things in the face and nobody says anything. And I, I just wonder why, we can see things are obviously different for you depending on where you come from, what your experiences are, and we pretend like we don't know those things exist.
4: And that's why, I, for me, I be feeling like it's a slippery slope, right? Because it's like, damn, if y'all go back and do that to Jerry Jones. You know who's gonna get the brunt of that? Yeah, us. Yeah, when they start doing that, they start going all the way back yeah. to elementary. But they already school. do. That's what they already do. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. They you're already right. do. You're right. You're right. You're right. When, when they
6: can't, so so when you get killed, you get killed a couple of times. When a black person gets killed, they kill his memory, they kill everything he did right, they kill That's his right. family. That's right. They, That's they right. have to kill him. So right. you, a coward. They say a coward dies a thousand death. A black man dies two thousand because everything about him that was decent, good, or righteous they have to destroy. And we're complicit in it. when we say things like "black on black crime." Crime is about proximity. The dangerous thing is when it's a stranger.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Why is it that we keep the notion alive? that it is us that are particularly more insidious than anybody else. When they say, well, you know, we like crabs in the bucket. Crabs don't belong in a bucket. That's the problem. You put them in an environment. Anything would do that. The crime is not about color or it's about poverty. Mm -hmm. Show me a safe poor place. That's right. <laughs> but everybody always acts like we're, we're particularly insidious. And, and when I hear people say it, it's so galling to me. They give credence to these these notes. The, board, the term black on black crime comes from a Chicago Defender article in, what, 1970, where a black dude was talking about, and they coined it, and then all of a sudden we used it on ourselves.
4: I hate that one, and I hate uh, we are our own worst enemy. No, we're, no, not, we're not. You might be number two, but right. white supremacy is number one.
6: Absolutely. And everything <laughs> is a result of that. Yeah. Everything is a result of that. Yeah. It's, just, it's not even hard for me, so for me, the Daily Show, I'm gonna talk some sh- and I'm gonna make some people nervous.
4: Would you wanna do that permanently though?
6: Only if I could do it my way. Okay. What's your way? Okay. This way? I wanna say what I believe.
4: You give up the road and everything? To no, you? I would never give up the road. Okay, okay. okay. You know what?
6: Because I I, I, that's the only place I can't get fired from.
4: Yeah. <laughs> 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 you
6: ain't gonna, make, you ain't gonna have me. And I gotta be home with my family all the time? Oh no. no.
10: <laughs>
0: Does that make you nervous at all with, with the road now, with everybody being so sensitive? Nope. And with everybody's camera out?
4: No. I think it's changing, man. I think it's mm-hmm. really going back. I think people are over it. I think people are over they, it. I know they, and they're and they irritated, the right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it I think it's I think it's going back. They Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing.
6: You can't really cancel anybody anyway. Mm-hmm. How many times has Tucker Carlson been canceled? Or Sean it been canceled. Or Kanye been canceled. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. really cancel nobody. Because the people that Kanye with him.
4: Kanye might have got canceled. Well, you know Dave what? Is, the
6: people that f*** with him going to f*** with him. All you got to yeah, yeah. do is make a dope shoe. How? With I what? I don't, I don't <coughs> know. Peyton I don't know. Payton share in the house? I'll, I, no, no, to me, I'm not f***ing with you no more. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's a really simple thing. If you say the things that enabled them to hurt my people, I will never f with you again, ever on any level. And Y'all never never spoke after y'all went back. We did that night. Mm -hmm. The night when all this happened, we didn't talk after that Mm -hmm. because it it, it evolved into a shouting match. Listen, I think much like we're holding the policemen who did these things responsible, even though they were black. We have to hold people that harm us because they're black. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's right. Holding them responsible. Don't tell me it's mental illness. Because if it was Delonte West would be saying the same mm-hmm. shit Kanye West do, and that mm-hmm. shit live under a bridge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. you know how crazy you got to be to make a Kardashian go a white dude. You know who that is? <laughs> he literally fed up a stereotype. Once you go black, you never go back. Unless, I mean, <laughs> I mean unless you go white, you can say the most harmful shit ever yeah. that Hitler. All that you you humanize mm-hmm. Hitler, and you forget you have black children, and you're dating a woman from the caucus Mountains. But it isn't what he says; mm-hmm. is what they what the, it, he embol- he literally emboldens them. Now they're using the words he say yeah. to hurt people to look like
4: me mm-hmm. or you. What bothers me the most about that situation, you know, whether regardless how you feel about Jewish people, if you black. Man, what about the stuff he said about Rosa Parks? What exactly. about the stuff he said about Malcolm X? What he said, what, 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 what? Like, come on, bro. Like, what? What, what is? What he said about George, George
6: Floyd? George Floyd. And, it, and here's the thing that that makes me mad when when those, when those types say things about George Floyd. If you are in media, you're making in terms of advertisement dollars before George Floyd. Look at it after. Mm-hmm. You were getting, no matter what platform you're on, I don't care because even if they were going to make a marketing buy, they dedicated more of it to the African American yeah. market. Yeah. All because of the whole George Floyd thing. So people that shit all over him and eat off the corpses they bury mm-hmm. are even more insidious because they know it's no denying that that black body was green. Mm. You got rich because of that. Mm-hmm. If you're giving money out to platforms, you got to make sure uh, X amount of it is conservative platforms mm-hmm. too. If they black, Mm -hmm. so stop telling me he he made people make way more money than they were making. Didn't you get advertising you never got before? I know I did. Mm -hmm. Not
4: not just advertising businesses,
6: exactly, exactly. They they
0: needed
4: black alliances, so So they needed
0: to hide more. So so from that black
6: black body being slain like that, Mm -hmm. you you had a financial windfall, and you all over him. You forever, Mm -hmm. forever. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's a real thing for me. All right, well, don't move.
0: We got more with D.L. Hughley. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teladano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league.
1: State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
0: I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BDW, void. report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good
0: morning, everybody. It's DJ no Envy. Charlemagne, the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still
4: kicking it with D.L. Hughley. Charlemagne. What, what's harder, doing the Daily Show or that? Remember the, remember the CNN show? People forget that you had a CNN show back no, then. I don't.
6: Nothing is hard for me if you don't fuck with me. And they have a great. Here's the thing about the, the, the staff over there. They're a machine. They Absolutely. know what they're doing.
4: Yeah. You, you're just inserting yourself into something that's, that's already. I they could do yeah.
6: that for anybody. They're yeah. a machine. To yeah. me, it only matters to me. The only thing that matters to me is when events like this Like, I want to have fun. I want to do jokes. I do. But when events like this happen, I want. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I want to. I want to have fun and hang out. I do. But great job. But there needs to be somebody. My his and spirits aren't necessarily. And I feel entitled to speak about these because I've seen it. I've been through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just want whatever whoever they get. You gotta be able to be ambidextrous. I can Mm -hmm. bat right or left. Mm -hmm. We can be light or we can be heavy. But when things like this happen. Do you know that sixty-eight percent of Americans have their political views shaped by satire, which is comedy?
4: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I read so a lot why
6: of would I? Yeah. Why would I not? When when a moment's like this, it's, it's, these moments aren't just vanglorious. Comedy is a reflection. We're mm-hmm. showing people things when it's done right and when it's done. And I just want whoever does it. And all these guys are very talented, but they speak about things from twenty thousand feet up. Mm-hmm. I want somebody who, who's who's been in the trenches to see what happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you ever get tired? Because you know, if, if you follow D.L. You post everything that's you going on in right. the community, and, and a lot right. of it sometimes is depressing. And I'm like, yeah. "Damn, do you ever get tired? Do you have to take a mental break sometimes?" No,
6: because you know what's funny. My wife don't like to talk to me. My <laughs> kids be like, "I'll call people five o'clock." And like, hey, guess what? Guess what happened? Mm-hmm. When you and I, and I and I commend you for even talking about having to take a mental break. Mm-hmm. But for me, it is irresponsible to know a thing, to believe a thing, and to not say a thing. I don't think I
4: can stop myself If I try That's
6: what I'm saying So to me it's irresponsible But I do feel Like all the DMs you get Did you know the story It's like uh, I was telling Ben Crump I was like This is like that kid on Sixth Sense I see dead people all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like nobody ever tells me good
4: And you feel like You gotta speak for people Right like even somebody Like Ben Crump like Ben Crump gets a lot of flack, but I'm like, well, who else is doing the work? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It ain't Ben's fault? Every, no, it ain't Ben's fault that he's a, 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 the black lawyer to go mm-hmm. to for everybody. Why don't people stop? You know, it's funny. Bakari Sellers has stepped up a lot too. Though. Yeah, he's yeah. Been doing and I like, and I, yeah, I think, yeah. I
6: think, I think, what's funny to me is like, I should be proud in theory that two black men were running for the Senate in Georgia, but when it's, it's such a disparity. Like, I have a simple rule. If I can beat you in a spelling bee, you can't have my vote. Like, to, to be a spokesperson, <laughs> you got to know how to spoke. Mm-hmm. Like, every time this dude said anything, I thought I was watching Fat Albert. Did this just say, hey, but you, but God Not only do I think Herschel Walker should never have been even close to being a senator, I don't think they should leave that <laughs> at home with the pilot light on.
4: I ain't gonna lie. Somebody dropping the ball, though. Herschel need to be somebody political pundit. Yeah. I need to see Herschel on TV. Right. <laughs> Do, talking during You're the week right. I'm not working. even joking like why, why has Fox not put him on yet because <laughs> because <laughs>
6: here's the thing they would never hire him for their company or let him date their daughter hey. but he was okay never he would never be the spokesperson for their company or or or, or a member of their family mm-hmm. but I don't even blame Herschel because from the moment he showed any level of aptitude he was taken away from black people he was mm-hmm. given deferential treatment He was this dude could beat up white women you see that he could yeah. actually beat white women and he ain't even Dana White. This dude could beat white women mm-hmm. and nobody, and, and everybody know it and still vote for him. Whatever he did transcended race. So if I had that experience, of course I would th- think that it didn't exist.
4: Well, I, I would say it, it, it transcends race until it doesn't. Ask OJ. You know what yeah, I'm but, saying? They, but
6: they went from the sticks to white women. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> this dude ain't never, uh uh-uh. <laughs> Never. They didn't even get mad at everything you said about it. Literally, if we're talking, Donald Trump is everything they hate about black people, but they love him. Mm-hmm. Everything Like he lies He don't pay his bills mm-hmm. He got kicked out Of public housing Got evicted And would leave mm-hmm. And stole from workers last day <laughs> like, like,
4: But they love him you, you know what though I do say that's one thing I feel like we should learn From Republicans Is like they don't f- Focus on individualism No Because they know that Collectively if Trump president, he gonna do their bidding. Yeah. If Herschel is yep. in the Senate seat, he yep. gonna do yeah. their bidding. Yeah. We focus too much on mm-hmm. individualism. Like, yeah. like I, I think we should
6: start focusing on the collective, or make the country see the world the way we do. I cannot stand that I, that, that I'm living in a world where I have a granddaughter and children and I'm my, my, watching and I can't stand that I can't seem to make the world better for the people I love.
0: That's right. That's that's, right. that's
6: what's frustrating to me. That's right. And that. Mm-hmm. that but hey, you
4: are though by, the, by by evolving, by being who you are Yeah, now. But, but
6: a part that I played in it, like when I saw what they did to Megan, uh, the Stallion, mm-hmm. like there are three things black people should do. OJ did it, Kanye hates <laughs> And Tory shot Megan. Yeah. Those shouldn't be controversial mm-hmm. at all. Yeah because it's not here's the thing it's not even that hard most women who are shot in America are shot by who somebody that loves them mm-hmm. or said mm-hmm. they did or knocked them off or mm-hmm. did whatever and most men who've been violent are be violent again mm-hmm. right that's not those are pretty mm-hmm. consistent things mm-hmm. but people contorted themselves to make some kind of conspiratorial thing
4: when sometimes the most obvious thing is the truest I agree with you wholeheartedly and I, you know me and Envy had this conversation because you know I, I saw we had the police documents up here way before right. they were public and mm-hmm. I'm like Oh, he did this. He like, did. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, but but I think the problem is the internet. I really do. I think the internet, like when Malcolm X said, the media is the most powerful tool in the sure. world because it can make the the, the innocent guilty uh-huh. and the guilty innocent. There is nothing doing that better than the See, internet the only, right now. The only thing
0: that bothers me about when anybody says that anything happened there's always three sides to the story, right? It's the right person on the right side, right. the person on the left side, and then there's the truth, right? And then there's the evidence, but <laughs> don't read. They get all thing, the
4: information from the internet. Right. The one but, thing,
0: the in- but the internet is difficult sometimes because they put out so much that ain't true. That's my point. On purpose. On purpose. That's my point. You know I mean? It's three things that
6: MAGA people and whole tip got in common. They hate evidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> proof. Yes. You Proof. The fact that you have, li- well, you don't know. Yeah, okay, well, see. And that's a, at one point, I can't even have a conversation with you.
4: My, my, my last thing
0: just, Wait, just, before you get to your last uh-huh. thing, uh-huh. I just got a question. I see you in shape, Try it, baby. He ain't put that bourbon down. He ain't put that bourbon down. I'm
6: not, it's not, I, I did put bourbon down. Why? I picked up tequila, baby.
0: Okay. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Charlamagne, don't give up on me, baby. <laughs> don't, don't give, on me. give up <laughs> on me. So, Pastor Whitehead challenged you to a fight. Is yeah. that why you in shape? You... No. That's going to jail ain't
4: he? <laughs> he been jail by the <laughs> oh, <over>. time <laughs> he's going to jail ain't
6: he? You need to be warming up for some other fights you gotta
2: have.
6: <laughs> that's so funny to me. This is what happened. He called my executive, Skip Cheeto, my executive producer. They wanted to be on the show. I said that's not a good idea because I think you are Charlotte or told his people. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to be cool. And sure enough, what happened? We had this argument. He got mad. I want to fight you. All right. Well, he said, we're going to have a celebrity back. I'm like, who's the other celebrity? Like, what? The, like, <laughs> <laughs> like are you? You famous for getting robbed on TV? <laughs> that don't, that's not a TV show. <laughs> that's not a TV show. Mm-hmm. It, and now what? Is he indicted for something, right? Yeah, I you think know, so. Yeah, I would yeah. say it's interesting to how black women are really, in terms of the legal, on the legal front, they, like, in Atlanta, in, in, in Michigan, in mm-hmm. With some black women put in
4: jail. Yeah, they're not playing. Uh, the DA in Atlanta not playing. Man,
6: young thug and gun. If your name is young thug and gunner, you gonna go to Lord jail. I know
4: music. that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. See, this is what people don't get.
6: If you rap about something that didn't happen, that's uh, artistic expression. If Correct. you rap about something that did, that's a confession. That that's mean. a confession. Word up. And stitches don't get stitches. They get immunity from prosecution. <laughs> Snitches are home by Christmas
4: That's right Yeah, yeah. Well DL We appreciate <laughs> you man. joining us Always You can check them on the Daily Make Show Make sure to watch them on the Daily Show man. That's right And if you want it I hope you get it you know what I'm saying? You know what?
6: I, I always want to do a talk show, but I want to do it the way I do it.
4: Yeah, you've done CNN. You did TV One. Yeah. 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 So,
0: listen. It's I'm DL. killing it, though, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It. Yes. It's D.L. Hughley. It's the <laughs> Breakfast Club. Good morning. morning, everybody. It's DJ <laughs> Nv Charlemagne, the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne and I have been talking, and we said for Friday, we're going to do uh, a segment called Pass the Ox. Yeah,
4: because listen, we old, right? We both were born. You old. Okay. You're older than me, so what does that make you? But I'm we, seasoned. We both were born in the 1900s, right? Correct, we were. And you remember last year, I came in here with the ski mask on. I'm like, am I too old, you know, to be listening to young music? You know what I mean? And then I after still, your knees was hurting, I remember. I still, Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I, still, I still like a lot of this stuff, right? So, you know, on Fridays, new music comes out. And, you know, we got a, a very young... I don't even want to say up and coming. It's not, not, Nala's still up and coming, yep. right? But yep, she, yep, she's yep. here. She's here now. She's generation now, but she's still up and coming, man. And, you know, she got a very good ear for music. And uh, I, I decided, let's do a segment. Call, yeah, called Pastor the yeah. where, you know,
0: we bring people up like Nala. Nala's going to be holding it down, where she's going to tell us what's popping out there, what's new. She's going to be listening to some of the albums that we might not have time for or That's might right. not care about. And she's an actual DJ. Cheers. Yes. Yes. So, so what do we got this so week? So, here, now, we're passing you the aux. What's popping? What are we listening to first?
8: All right. So, first, I want to give a shout out to Scissors SOS Project, which has been number one forever,
4: um, it seems like.
0: For
8: mm-hmm. seven weeks straight. Yes. yes so. Shout out to SZA. Mm -hmm. And at first, I wasn't really feeling the project. I'm
4: glad you said that, and I didn't have to, because I was about to get (laughs) get on your own. (laughs) Go ahead.
8: At first, I wasn't really feeling the project, but it grew on me. And um, I know the fan favorite is Snooze, but I really, really like Love Language, and I just wanted to shine some light on that record. All
0: right, well, let's get into it now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Okay, that was SZA. I'm glad that you came around on SZA. That was a a snippet of SZA. What else we got some people should be looking out for? But I was telling
4: you SZA was fire, all right?
8: No, I think Scissors is fire. I just like Control better. I think I had the same Tell them what you said, Nyla.
4: Tell them why you said you didn't yeah. like the new album. Tell them you said who you felt the album was for.
8: I don't remember. That was so long ago. You said no, whores first,
4: with broken hearts. First reactions, don't it, really,
8: first reactions don't really count. All right, what else we
4: got? <laughs> Jesus.
8: Um, he's lying, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> the second project I want to highlight, I was gonna do Little Yachty, but I think it's still growing on me, and I don't, I don't want to be a hater because I see how he attacked Pitchfork. So I'm I'm gonna give it some time. So I'm going to talk about Smino's project, which actually dropped in November. It's called Love for Rent. But that project is amazing. Who's Smino for people that don't know? It's growing. And Smino, he's from St. Louis. He went to college in Chicago, and I think he got his buzz musically in Chicago. Mm -hmm. But now he's on tour with J.I.D. They're on the Love for Rent tour. And I'm a big fan of him. He's not mainstream, but he should be. He's great. So um, it's been three months, and each week I feel like I find a new song on the project that I love. But right now on repeat is Lee and Lovely. Lee and Lovely by Sumino. Yeah. That
4: sounds like a hair care product. That sounds like what's keeping your edges held down right now.
8: You know, shout out to. ORS, please send me some products. Uh, but
4: yes,
8: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's get into it. Here's Smino, Lee, and Love Lee off of Love for Ray.
0: All right. Well, Nala's still here. This is uh, Pass the This is something that we're going to be doing Fridays, uh, usually in the 9 o'clock hour, I guess, but this is Black History Month, so we have Black History moments. so we're doing it right now so we during, got, during the rumor report. Yes, yeah, so we got so what scissors, Smino. So All Nala's right. here with uh, passing the and so what's next? That was Smino, right?
8: That was Smino. He's from St. Louis. He's from St. Louis st Louis and I'm gonna keep it south. So I did like a new music submission and allow artists to just send me music from all over. I wouldn't and do that. I, discover-
0: I wouldn't do that. You're gonna get a lot of trash, but go ahead. Uh,
8: man, hours. i I've, I've so far. <laughs> she said I- hours of trash. <laughs> hours of trash. I'm four hours in. I still haven't got through the list, but I thought I want to get into it. Here's Jehovah with Poppin. All right, that
4: yeah. was past the AUX. Nylon, yes, we my appreciate God you Jehovah, man, from South Carolina, from the Met 803. I think you from the Met. Now, give me an Instagram and all that stuff, Nala.
8: Make sure you guys follow me on the gram at N-Y-L-A-S-Y-M-O-N-E-E-E. And if you guys are in New York City, February 10th, I'm having a party Friday at Mr. Purple. It's a funk Are you doing
0: party shout outs right now,
8: Nala? Yes, she is. Take advantage, Nala. Take
0: advantage. It's Black History Month. It's Black History
1: Month. Where is it going to be at?
8: Mr. Purple, it's an LES, so pull up if you guys can. If you like funk and you like hip hop, like 90s hip hop, it's the vibe and if that's like Niles side Niles
4: for everybody out there that's listening yeah, you, all right if you like our playlist you can hit that uh in live that's
0: right yeah all right when we come back charlemagne's giving somebody donkey today so don't move it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club your mornings will never be the same in the new peacock original poker face natasha leone stars as charlie kale an ordinary joe with extraordinary ability to tell when someone is lying Stream the 10-part mystery of the week series from Knives Outrider director Ryan Johnson now with new episodes every Thursday only on Peacock. It's
1: time for Donkey of the Day.
4: Donkey of the Day at
11: Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed way. So like a donkey, He's okay. okay. Donkey of the
5: Day.
4: The Breakfast Club, bitches
8: lot of my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new
4: one. Donkey of the day for Friday, February 3rd, goes to Turning Point USA at Clemson University. Drop one of clues bombs for the upstate of South Carolina, 864, what's happening? Uh, For the record, I love my entire state of South Carolina, but I represent the low country, 843 all day, and the 803, the Metro, home of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Drop one of clues bombs for the South Carolina Gamecocks. I can't even let the words Clemson come out of my mouth without saluting the garnet and black of the South Carolina Gamecocks, okay? That's my wife's alma mater, by the way. Now. Now that we uh, got that out the way, let's handle business, all right? It is indeed the third day of Black History Month, and I've been waiting, I've been waiting for the foolishness that surrounds any celebration of blackness to begin, especially when you have Ron DeSantis bullying the college board into stripping down his AP curriculum for African-American studies, and when you have conservative-led states and school districts banning so-called critical race theory. Yes, 30% of educators in red states have limited discussions of black history, so in a minute, They gonna get rid of this month altogether Oh, it's coming, baby Black History Month gonna be Black History Week by 2024 And Black History Day by 2025 I can see it now It's already the shortest month of the year And if someone like DeSantis gets in that White House in 2024 You can kiss Black History Month goodbye Trust and believe, All right. It's already the shortest month of the year And the reason they put it right before March Is because they know that's all black people gonna do In regards to the injustice we face in this country that's what happens we learn about what's happening with us and to us and then we march the history of who we are and marching go hand in hand okay it's not a coincidence march is the month after black history now stay woke matter of fact go get a nap okay i'll be joining you shortly because i'm tired all right i'm tired of us being the most unserious country on the planet all right we just out here bro okay everybody just doing Things, okay, there is absolutely no thought going into nothing everybody is doing, okay? It feels like they're just trying to get into the... It feels like everybody's just trying to get into the, the, the Rock and roll Hall of Fame, okay? Nothing feels real. Everything feels like one long, terrible SNL sketch, and you know SNL be having some long, terrible sketches. And today's no exception, because Turning Point USA at Clemson, a couple of days ago, actually on the first day of Black History Month, decided to have a bake sale. Not just any kind of big sale, though. Let's go to WYFF News Channel 4 for the report, please.
1: Only on four, an affirmative action bake sale at Clemson University today, left a number of students upset. Carol Nigel, Turning Point USA at Clemson says it held the
13: event in opposition of affirmative action. In photos sent to WYFF News 4, it shows a poster with prices for the cookies varying based on a person's race. The comments on the organization's Instagram post called the poster racist, disturbing, and bringing up that it was put up on the first day of Black History Month. One student had this to say.
12: I was, shocked like because i didn't think clemson would allow something like happen on campus the fact they had priced the prices and it being the first day of black history month like i feel like that was very much planned out like it was very strategic the way they did that
4: an affirmative action bake sale I repeat, an affirmative action bake sale. Now, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but last I checked, affirmative action was defined as a set of procedures designed to eliminate unlawful discrimination among applicants, uh, remedy the results of such prior discrimination, and prevent discrimination in the future. All of that is great, But what the hell that got to do with cookies, Turning Point USA at Clemson? Okay, these fools had a sign showing each cookie at a different price based on the customer's race. All right, these fools had Asian cookies at $1.50, white cookies for a dollar, Hispanic cookies for a Curtis Jackson, black cookies for 20 cents, and Native American cookies free. I'm just glad they didn't do theme cookies. Like this could have been way worse. They just had regular cookies like chocolate chip, oatmeal, raisin, peanut butter, but they could have jumped out the window and had fortune cookies for Asians. Okay, large chunks of cooked meth, commonly called meth cookies for the whites and biscuits, a.k.a. N-word cookies for black people. Welcome to Popeye's chicken and N-word cookies. May I take your order? I'm sorry. Listen, man, here's the thing. Turning Point USA Clemson said they held this event in opposition to affirmative action. It's a debate as old as time, folks. Okay, Uh, people who oppose affirmative action say that it is unfair to use race as a consideration in admitting students to a college or university. Uh, Opponents of affirmative action say that it's reverse discrimination and that it's wrong for the government ever to use race in regards to giving out benefits like government contracts, jobs, or admissions to school. I love when people use the term reverse discrimination because it's usually the people who use that term who try to gaslight you and tell you racial discrimination is a figment of our imaginations in the first place. And this is how they try to gaslight you, okay, Clemson TPUSA chapter said the bake sale was in an effort to highlight what takes place at other universities like Harvard and UNC and that it was not targeting Clemson. Let me tell you something, Turning Point USA at Clemson. If y'all don't shut the F up forever, what the hell do people at Clemson care about what's going on at Harvard and UNC, okay? If you care about what's going on at Harvard and UNC, take that bake sale and stale ass cookies to UNC. Okay, four hours and 16 minutes drive via I-85 North. Bye. Okay, Clemson. Clemson, Turning Point USA, you want to go to Harvard? 15 hours and 15 minutes drive via I-85 North and I-95 North. Bye. Okay, go. If you're going to make up reasons to do stuff like this, at least make up decent ones. Okay? (laughs) At least make up ones that make sense. Are you trying to highlight what happens at two other schools at your school? Abort mission. I've seen enough. Okay? And look, I totally disagree with your stance on affirmative action, okay? Instead of whipping up a fresh table of cookies, how about just simply explain to me why you are opposed to affirmative action? I would love to hear an intelligent, non-racist response, but we know we will never get that because there isn't one. That's why Turning Point USA at Clemson has to resort to silly-ass, soft-batch stunts like this. Please give Turning Point USA at Clemson, the biggest he All
0: Hi, Charlamagne, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, we have author, trainer, Jason Wilson. He's been up here before, and we're going to talk to him again. He has a new documentary we're going to kick it about. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Man, one of the
4: most necessary black men walking the face of the earth, man. Your
0: brother Jason Wilson. Welcome, brother. Hello, brother.
14: How you doing, man? How you, you feeling? finally good to see you. You weren't here last time. I wasn't last here last time. time. Yes, no, sir. not at all. Oh, no, no, I wasn't here oh, last wow, time. wow, yeah, wow, wow, yeah, wow. wow. Yeah, I was on the road. Wow. Yes, sir. So a pleasure to meet pleasure you, brother. you, too, as well, good mm-hmm. brother. Yes, sir. For
0: people that don't know who you are, you want to just break down quickly what you do, who you are, mm-hmm.
14: and some of your history? Well, yeah. Um, my name is Jason Wilson. I'm a uh, author of two uh, best-selling books, "Cry Like a Man," mm-hmm. breaking, uh, fighting for freedom from emotional incarceration, and my second book is "Battle Cry," waging and winning the war within. Mm-hmm. I'm also the founder and CEO of a nonprofit called The Union, based in Detroit, mm-hmm. which. Uh, under its umbrella is the Cave of Adullam Transformational Training Academy, where we help boys navigate through their emotions without succumbing to them in a world that's full of pressure.
4: You know, you, you know, we didn't talk about this a lot last time. We did, but not really. People don't know your background. Uh, and, well, if you, they've read your books, they know your background. But mm-hmm. how you evolved as a human and got to the Jason Wilson we know—like you was in the street. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. And, I never was a thug, but. Yeah. I hung around
14: those who were in gangs in my community. You know, Mm -hmm. again, it was, I didn't have a father. So, and my brothers, uh, two of them were murdered. Uh, Actually, one at that time when I was younger, then my other brother moved to Texas. So I needed the camaraderie. And so I hung around everyone who was in the gangs, but I wasn't like actively in it. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I risked my life many times trying to fit this mode of what it is to be a thug Mm -hmm. and then uh after losing a lot of friends uh to the violence and then more importantly answering my call to the most high that's when my life completely changed into the man that I am today do you remember the turning point like do you remember that 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 light bulb moment it took me almost dying twice and then those incidents being connected to prophetic you know uh words so Mm -hmm. basically one time I was driving a good friend of mine's truck uh, at the time he was the number one drag pick in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he t- his mother told him not to drive the truck, but he allowed me to drive it to go to the studio because mm-hmm. she said someone had to get in an accident. That someone was me. Mm. Wow. So when I was driving back from the studio, brothers, the, a car stalled right in front of me. And by the time I got up on it, it was a f- I was driving a four runner truck and at the time they were top heavy. So when I went to Swerve, the truck flipped over two times. Mm. Sunroof open, windows down, sounds blasting, and I survived. But what struck me... You by yourself? Yes. So when he came into the emergency room screaming and crying like, dog, you know, you got to listen. I'm like, dude, I'm finally just got me on this board just in case I have any damaged vertebrae. He says, no, my mother told me this was going to happen, and you got to answer your call. But even then, Mm. I still didn't listen. So fast forward another maybe four years. I'm working for Coca-Cola. And I'm talking to Nicole, who is my wife now, Mm -hmm. and I'm upset, brother, because I'm working 12-hour days. I'm gifted in music and and helping, mentoring young boys, but yet I'm in this plant all day. And so we're on the phone, and I said, "Uh, you know what? God ain't real, so don't tell me about praying or any of that stuff, because if he was real why I'm in here wasting my life away, I can't even spend time with my daughter. I hang the phone up. Ten minutes later, I go like every night to unload the pallet truck. For the first time, the driver didn't lock the brakes on the on the semi. Mm. I hit the back of the truck with my high-low. Couldn't get on at first. Back up. I'm angry, cause I couldn't get on. Then I hit it again, and I'm able to get on. But this time, because the brakes weren't chalked or locked, the bed of the truck pushed away from me. But I was leaving the dock. Mm. High-low falls. Uh, two herniated discs. I fall off the high-low. The truck, the back of the truck was about to roll back on me, but the forks of the high-low dropped down to stop the truck. Mm. And then my friend gets inside the high load Hit the brakes on that So it wouldn't crush me At that point I looked up to the sky And I said Most high I said i never go against you again Mm. Wow Literally we are trying to buy a house We were getting married The week before we had to close The trucking company wanted to settle with me And that's how we had the money to close on the house Oh wow. wow And ever since then brothers I haven't looked back You know uh, truthfully, you know, I'm a guy that just like keeping my hands to the plow. You know, this is a blessing that I have an opportunity to share what has happened in my life so it can inspire others. But I never desired any of the attention. i rather just the lights cut off and I do what I need to do. And what got you into martial arts? I always desired. You know, my father was in the same city, but wasn't actively in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I desired to have that man, you know, teach me not only how to fight. Every boy wants to learn how to defend himself. Mm-hmm but it was when you see the old martial art movies you see the sensei walking along with Mm -hmm. them helping them throughout life and I yearned for that and I I, I didn't have it even when I first started martial arts in my backyard I didn't have a teacher I kind of felt like David in the scriptures where the most high is testified as the one who trained him for war Mm -hmm. but then after that moment I started seeking going into martial arts schools and it the challenge of facing your fears you know facing your anxieties your insecurities in sports you can kind of hide from it In martial arts when a punch coming at you A kick, an elbow, or someone's trying to choke you Or take your back like in jiu-jitsu You gotta be able to stay calm enough To be able to counter all of that And so that journey just never stopped Even now as a man I still uh, Have what we call a moment on the mat uh, We even have fathers Who will get on, want to train in the cave And they'll break down crying Because a certain technique
4: or training Take them back to a moment in their childhood Where it's painful it's it's interesting, right? Because you know, when I hear you tell your story, or I think about stories of evolution, like you know Malcolm X, or I think about anything that we we've even been through. Mm-hmm. It feels like this generation of kids aren't getting the opportunity to make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Well, big shout out to uh, Orange, New Jersey. We was just
14: there yesterday. Mm-hmm. Superintendent Abdul Salim Hassan. He was reading my book, Battle Cry. This brother is so active in the community, man. He has father groups. One of the main things, the theme we were talking about is that. The boys didn't feel like they had enough grace to make a mistake That's right. and so when a boy fears failure he tries to play it safe and as we know the safe route for me you know my ultimatum if I couldn't have made it in music because I also was a music producer I was gonna sell drugs with my brother okay because that was the quick way out I can get money he's a millionaire established in the street so I can make it happen but to do things that's hard like start a nonprofit serve the community Uh, Be able to bless uh, All my other friends With employment Uh, My brother Ron Lee Jr. Has been with me My 22 years Mm -hmm. And so It it was um, The boys One young man I never forgot uh, He started Showing his emotions Because it's hard to get Boys to express themselves In a culture That tells us that Crying is weak For men And I said You know Where's your father And that's when Everything started Pouring out of him And I always get to my knees to make sure they know I'm all in for what you're talking about. And I welcome your tears. It was trial and error. Trial and error. Learning and he's not there. And the next thing you know, the other boys start opening up. And so in the cave, what we do, the first thing you learn when you come to the cave of Adullam is how to fall. So we teach you judo. But the life principle is... If you know how to fall correctly, you can get back up no matter how hard someone throws you.
0: All right, well, don't move. We got more with Jason Wilson. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league.
1: State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I
14: thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
2: This is Uncanny USA.
11: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
7: Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family
3: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ
0: Control. Envy. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Control. We're still kicking it with Jason Wilson. Now, you talk about the cave. For people mm-hmm. that don't know what mm-hmm. that is the cave just cave of Adullam Adel- Adullam yes. The cave of Adullam yeah. Explain to people what that is There's also a new film But for people that are just mm-hmm. tuning in We're talking to J.C. Will And they might not know They hear you talk to the cave Or mm-hmm. somebody wanted to yeah, join the cave yes. So to break down yeah. what that is Because right. somebody might be confused <laughs> yeah. right now
14: So the cave of Adullam historically Is where David ran uh, for his life uh, David in the Bible Who fought Goliath And became the king of Israel mm-hmm. um, He ran to the cave of Adullam Which is a cave in the city of Adullam, and uh, the story goes that 400 men who were distressed, discontented, and in debt came to him, and he became their captain. And what's beautiful about that history is that the way these men came into that cave, they didn't leave that way. When they left, they were called mighty men of valor. So the Cave of Adullam presently is a transformational training academy in Detroit. Uh, our mission is to teach, train, and transform uninitiated boys into comprehensive men, men of the Most High, men who are physically conscious. Mentally astute and spiritually strong enough to navigate through the pressures of this world without succumbing
4: to their negative emotions and The brother to express himself. Yes. you know what? I mean mm-hmm. through, through martial arts and he was crying But mm-hmm. you was coaching him through it. I was like man, that's so powerful And then is that how Lawrence Fishburne connected? Yeah, was you? And so was it
14: even interesting about the video mm-hmm. brother, because that happens a lot in our academy So when it went viral we had no idea what was going on we had to shut our offices down for two days because men were calling all over the world and crying to our women's staff like i wish he was my coach you know i I needed that growing up you know the reason i'm this way now hold on to so much anger because i never was allowed to express those emotions and so that struck a chord that I had no idea that needed to be discussed. And so when that video went viral, I got contacted by three Hollywood producers, uh, one of which was a gentleman named Roy Bank, who said, hey man, I think this story needs to be told. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, he met with Lawrence Fishburne one day. So when Lawrence saw it, he was just blown away because of his desire for having a rite of passage for our community. And the rest was history. He and I became close like brothers and um he's 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 definitely an advocate of what we do and he sees the importance of helping a boy. He need every young boy needs a mark in time where they say you're no longer allowed to do childish things. That's right. And this is why we have so many grown men stuck in basements. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't gave them a ceremony, to say this this village needs to now treat such and such like a man. He has put away childish things now. And he is now to be treated and given responsibility. And so that's what our goal is in the cave is to create this comprehensive boy, mm-hmm. heal the boy so we can stop intergenerational trauma and start intergenerational healing.
4: And First Corinthians thirteen eleven too. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir.
14: And what's beautiful is that the fathers, I say, in every grown man is a broken boy inside. And Frederick Douglass says uh, it's easier to raise children than it is to repair broken men. How that is very true. However, we should not leave men broken. Mm-hmm. And so I have a passion for mending men, uh, using the mat to heal the father and son relationship. Um, as as men of our era, we grew up. We had to be tough. Don't cry. You know, uh, that's that shows. That's a sign of weakness. And many times when I have recruits doing something completely different, like uh, one instance, uh, we were just doing falls, break falls, and one of the young men was started crying. I'm like, "What's wrong?" And he kept looking at his dad. He looked back at me, and he kept looking at his dad. And his dad is a boxer, ex-boxer, and I called his father on the mat, and I shared with him what's going on. Um, and he says, "You know," he says, "Man, I push him way too hard." I said, "Well, share that with him." And I sat both of them on the side and they were just hugging each other and talking because he needed to share his wounds with his own son. And so Mm -hmm. as long as a father uh, fears vulnerability, our sons will grow up and start repressing what they feel. And then the cycle of being like unavailable emotionally for our wives continues, you know. And, And I know so many good men, especially millennial men, don't have mentors. And so they fear getting married because... Your Instagram profile is not your life. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she's going to see that you worry. She's going right. to see that you cry. Yeah, you cry. You're fearful. You got a father wound, or your your mother wasn't there. And so, as men, it's like, man, you know, they want to get their ducks in a row, which is admirable. um But I always ask them, when is the last time you seen ducks in a row? Mm-hmm.
7: And, you know, I mean, seriously,
14: you know. And, I, and our good friend, you know. Uh, you know, we t- me and- Actually, we were outside talking to him, and that was his reason for not marrying a woman he
4: longed for. Because mm. he never saw no ducks in a row. No, he. <laughs>
14: <laughs> he just wanted to have his finances, the house, and everything. Yeah, and I everything get that, together. and that makes sense. But you about to lose this woman that you can get, mm. and because he married her, they're doing great things right now. My wife and I got it together together. You know, we worked hard. She made more money than me.
4: Oh, you got to say that again, Mr. Wilson. My, my, my wife and I got, got it, it together. 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 Oh, and man. so
14: I, I, wouldn't, I didn't want to lose my wife for my producing dreams. But because she made more money than me, didn't make me less of a man, mm-hmm. less of a leader. I still led my home. I put her check in our bank account. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, my wife learned to, well, I learned to value myself more than from what I do. And that's why when I get approached by men, you know, I mean, doctors, lawyers come up to me crying and say, I don't feel valuable because we base everything on what we do instead of who we are. And that's why we work tirelessly. We adopted the grinding mentality, which is killing a lot of us. Let me ask you a question. I want
0: want to go back to what you said not to cut you off. I want to go back to
14: what you did cut him off. (laughs) No, no, because I want
0: to go back before because he's about to, to change. You were talking about the, the boxer yeah, gentlemen, and yeah. he was talking about his son and he said he was too hard on his son. Mm-hmm. Now, now, how do you tell the people that come to the cave about pushing their child? Because we look at so many instances where a father pushes their child and then we see greats, whether it's Beyonce or it's uh, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, and you see a lot of these greats but you also see it because they push their child to that limit. Mm-hmm. And you do understand that if, if that father didn't push that child, we
14: wouldn't have that. So, mm-hmm. so how do you blur that line, you know? Mm-hmm depends on your definition of success mm. is it money and a lack of peace a lack of having true confidence that your parents really loved you so i talked to a lot of successful people who f- families have pushed them but yet they are struggling mentally right now because they didn't get the love mm, right. you see what i'm saying and so it's like it's not even a fine line you know and so sometimes that pushing is abuse brother all
0: right well don't move we got more with jason wilson when we come back it's the breakfast club good morning
4: the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club is back. Yo, back, yo, back where I wanna be.
0: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jason Wilson. Charlemagne.
4: You know, you know what I love about God, man. Like God is the best in planner, right? Absolutely. You think about this, this film, the, the Cave of. I always pronounced it wrong? Adullam. Adullam. Uh, yes. The Cave of Adullum. S- yeah. Executive produced by Lawrence Fishburne. This probably could have went anywhere. Mm-hmm. But look where it ended up. Yes. ESPN. Yes. The yes. worldwide leader in sports. Mm-hmm. A, a network that you know so many men mm-hmm. watch. Yes. By God put that doc exactly where it needed mm-hmm.
14: to be for who needed to see it. Absolutely, man. And what's a blessing is when I get reached out to buy NBA players or f- football players, to see their transparency and wanting to grow, wanting to become better husbands and better fathers and better individuals, man, it just makes the the, the hard work, the blood, sweat, and literally the tears worth it um, because, you know, we'll see the cars, the mm-hmm. fame, top 75 in history, but yet they're struggling behind the scenes. Right. They're hurting. They want to save their marriage. They want to be more patient. They don't want to yell at their kids because they're running late at school, you know, for school. And so to be able to be a source of encouragement, uh, somewhat like a spiritual father to them all, and then for them to watch the Cave of Adullam Do- documentary and see themselves in one of those boys. Mm-hmm. And to finally have that healing cry to say, wow, I've been holding on a lot of this pain of how my father would always condemn me when I would make a mistake. Or my mother was emotionally checked out because my brother was murdered and I never really got that nurturing love And then to get that healing and then to go back to your father and say, hey, Dad, I forgive you. I love you. Can we start fresh now? Or, Mom, I completely understand why you guarded your heart because of the heaviness or the brokenness of you losing my brother and your son. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of the cave documentary. It it showcases that although as a people uh, in our communities we experience a lot of trauma, it doesn't have to be our experience, our entire
4: experience. I wanna go back to something you said earlier because uh you know, NBA Youngboy just did an interview with Billboard and he expressed the same thing. And I've heard a lot of people express this. I've expressed it myself, you know, just as far as, you know, the content that we may have created as we were growing and, and, and evolving and you know, you was talking about the music and I'm like, how much we should give ourselves a lot of grace in regards to the music we used to create or even the content we used to create, because we literally were doing the the best with what we had and we were in Survival mode And and I'm the type of person I feel like you got to Give people grace When they're doing What they feel like They need to do To survive
14: Uh, Not necessarily Mm -hmm. And what I mean I can use my brother For example He sold drugs Because he needed He thought that's what He needed to do To to survive Mm -hmm. Uh, As a result A lot of people Lost their lives Mm -hmm. So I can't really You know Celebrate that Um, Not
4: celebrate that But once he knew better He started doing better No he didn't Oh man Wow Um,
14: He died uh, A terrible death Mm -hmm. and uh, he didn't do better and so again i didn't come out um because i just i knew i knew i was wrong Mm -hmm. i knew i shouldn't have been doing what i was doing with my gift but it was those two near death experiences that changed me now i do get what you're saying have enough grace on yourself to not condemn yourself for some wrong that you've done Mm -hmm. forgive yourself and move forward but we still have to acknowledge that what we were doing was wrong i agree And, and that's the key if not you know, the next generation will keep doing it And then the next generation And we came up in what they consider the golden era of hip-hop mm-hmm. You know, and so you look at the covers I was just sharing this with the young kids uh, yesterday None of the rappers I love out on the album cover mm-hmm. And so we call it uh, asset-framed marketing So now in the cave, if you look at the first class picture Everyone was tough Now all of my boys smile. Because it's imperative that we change this narrative. And so what's wrong with smiling? You know, you you but you don't want to be perceived as a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, I know guys that are smiled you wouldn't stand one minute with them in a ring or in, in a, on a mat. It does not dictate who you are as a man. So I wanna be compassionate, but I also wanna be courageous. I wanna be sensitive, but I wanna be strong. And so that's what I want to model for. Boys and men, because at the end of the day, none of us want to stay in what I call like lion mode or fight or flight where you got to be grim and all the time and tough looking over your shoulder. I have to be that way when I have to be. But I want to live in the lamb. I want to be at peace. I want to chill in the green pastures as long as I can. However, when a predator comes or threat comes, the lion will arise and defend the pride. Mm -hmm. And that's the importance of us as men to model that, even in the hip-hop culture. Like, a lot of rappers that reach out to me, I was like a fan of. And so it blesses me to hear them say, man, I really respect what you're doing, and I want to become that type of man. And as you know, from the survival standpoint, in hip-hop, many of us did what we had to do to eat, but a lot of that was in a dream. We mm-hmm. want to be rich, we want to be paid. Right. And and truth be told, in, in Detroit, the majority of drug dealers I knew they didn't have to sell drugs. Yeah. Sold drugs because it, you got props from it. You got mm-hmm. women. You got the cars. It wasn't a necessity to
4: eat. But that, that all comes from a place of lack, right? Not necessarily lack of finances. Affirmation. of affirmation. Lack of, yes, yeah, yeah, from yeah. My brother yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. special yeah.
14: celebrating that. Yeah. And so my brother wasn't starving, but when his friends pulled up in a BMW, he's working at a gas station pumping the gas, and the girl he liked was in the car, and they all laughed at him and pulled off. He vowed he would, that would never happen to him again. Mm-hmm. And when I say it never happened to him again, it never happened to him again. But unfortunately, he's not here to see his daughter's
4: life. I wonder if we can play that NBA Young Boy clip. Can you play it from the board right now?
14: I'm terrified of people
6: and I'm very shy. But I never know why once I walk on the stage, I would get it done. But I'm terrified of people. People are cruel, it's like you can't control ourselves so you never know what someone to do you.
5: I always wanted to
6: be a rapper, it's always my dream. I never had a plan B. Can't be on top forever, you know? I will not be provoked out, and I'm not going back
14: to where I used to be. I only get more groovy from here. Wow, you get hear the pain in that brother's voice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, again, I don't I don't condemn, I want to be clear, I don't condemn where these rappers are right now. You know, I look at them as my sons. And I can't say their name and when they reach out, I'll be like, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, call me. And that's the scariest step for many of them. It's like, man, okay, here's a man who's finally willing to engage in my life, but that fear of taking that first step to healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a, a UFC fighter come visit me. Literally, we talking one day. I said, well, look, just come see me, man, if it's that heavy. He said, I'm there in the morning, 6 a.m. So he flew in for the first time, and he's met with therapists before. I had him write out all of his past trauma, Mm. and he looked at it and broke down crying Mm. in my chair, in the chair in the office. Champion fighter. Never was able to face that. And so one of our greatest fears as men is dealing with ourselves. That's why we can't sit in a room when it's quiet. We got to always be on the phone or... Smoking or doing something, drinking But when you can put all of that aside And just sit still No matter if it's shaking you to the core And ready to face it Then you can start healing That's why I choose to use my platform In such a way where I'm not perfect I strive for excellence I used to strive for perfection But on my desk right now is a plaque that says Excellentist Because that's all I can strive for I can't be a perfectionist And I want people to see my life uh, Even with my wife and I you know 25 years this year wasn't an easy journey no infidelity no gambling no just misuse of finances we just didn't get along we would the years of just me being negative to her or her years of not trusting me um i can give a recent example which was uh kind of funny uh, we we're in counseling marital counseling and our therapist was like okay Since no one is mind readers, Nicole, you ask Jason what you would like, one thing. And then Jason, you ask her what you would like. So my wife says, well, Jay, when you come home, I would love for you to acknowledge me first instead of going to little Jay. I said, "Okay, I'll do that. And then he says, what about you, Jay? And so I'm sitting there inside of me. I'm like, I wish you would just submit to me, submit to my leadership. You know, stop bucking against what I say. That's the flesh. That's anger. But what I really was feeling was like it hurts because she doesn't trust me. And so I turned to Nicole. I said, Hey, um, I would like for you to trust me. And she just shook her head and she knew exactly what I was saying because that was from my heart. Absolutely. Well, damn. A lot of knowledge.
4: Appreciate Man. you joining Mr. Jason us. Brother. Thank you, Wilson. Brother. Thank Jason Wilson. Jason Wilson. Make sure you go get Battle Cry. Go mm-hmm. get Cry Like a Man. Order them on Amazon, wherever you buy books now. Make sure you watch. Cave of Adullam. Cave of Adullam. You know, it's on, is it streaming on ESPN? ESPN
14: Plus, or? and okay. then uh, it randomly airs on ESPN, so I appreciate ESPN doing that just to get it out. And we're also doing, like, live screenings of the film, and then we have a fireside chat for social and emotional learning for students so they can see the, the value. In, yes, mm-hmm. so they can uh, see the value in expressing their emotions before... Uh, they become toxic thoughts. And right. Follow him on social media. Yes, Mr. M- Jason O. Wilson. All right. It's yep. Jason, Jason
4: Wilson. O. Wilson. It's the Breakfast Club, brother. You, I love brother. you, my brother. Absolutely, love you. and I yes, value sir. and I appreciate you, Thank man. You brother, love yes, you. Yes, I appreciate you too. All righty, come on. Good
0: morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast
4: Club. Now, uh, it's Black History Month? It's definitely Black History Month, and you know, uh, every day during Black History Month, the Black Effect Podcast Network. Along with iHeartRadio We put out a new podcast called I Didn't Know Maybe You Didn't either. Hosted by my guy B Dot, And B Dot tells you some things uh, That are happening in black history And black culture that you may not have known about Or things that have happened that you may not have known about And today we have uh, Some language that -hmm. you may not Have known where this term derived from But I bet you after you know You won't use it no more I didn't know maybe (laughs)
9: In season one, we threw out words that we just aren't using anymore. But here go a couple of the terms that I know I personally won't be using anymore. Dunkin' Booth or cheaper by the dozen. Matter of fact, I'll go ahead and give you that one. In those enslaved times, they used to put the mutilated enslaved people in groups of 12. And it would be discounts on that 12, which means you can get this group cheaper by the dozens. Now when you think about somebody being knocked up, you usually think about pregnancy. You know, oh, she got knocked up, she's pregnant. Now the Oxford English Dictionary traces the term back to 1813. Now dig this, back then, the price of an enslaved African woman was knocked up by the auctioneer if she's pregnant. Say you was getting a BOGO, two for one. So in the enslaved periods, if she was pregnant, Oh, that price was knocked up when she went to go get sold. The same way now you can hear someone say, oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> she been knocked up. Now take that to school or work with you. Because I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. Didn't
4: That's right. Salute to my guy, V-Dot, man. And make sure you subscribe to I Didn't Know. Maybe you didn't Neither." you know, on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network Um, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Alright, when we come back We got the positive note It's the Breakfast Club Good
0: morning Good morning everybody It's DJ Envy Charlemagne the guy We are the Breakfast Club You
4: got a positive note, Charlemagne? I do, but I got a couple of announcements I want to make, first of all, man I want to first of all tell everybody He said everybody, announcements like it's church No, it is These are church announcements uh, We do this on Brilliant Idiots Church announcements But I, I'm doing them here uh, I, February 8th Brooklyn Public Library From 7pm to 830 PM, myself, along with Tamika Mallory and Anita Kopax, we will be there representing my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing. You know, I got mm-hmm. a book imprint with Simon and Schuster. Uh, we've put out two books through that imprint. Mm-hmm. One was Tamika D. Mallory's State of Emergency: How to Win in the Country We Built. The other was Anita Kopacz, uh Shallow Waters. And so they'll be there signing copies of their books i'll be there signing copies of my books black privilege and shook one and we're just gonna be having a discussion about books from 7 p.m to 8 30 p.m at the brooklyn public library that's on wednesday february the 8th so i will see y'all there okay okay and the positive note man is something very very simple uh you should know this already if you don't but listen don't just pray when you need something okay keep god with you every day pray all the time have a blessed
2: weekend Breakfast club, bitches! You all finished or you all done? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
11: He says, somebody's in the house, and I
12: screamed... (laughs)